Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by The Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. Eddie, welcome to the show. Are you ready to talk about heroes? More than ready. How are you this morning? Pretty good. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's not the morning, though. Not to break the fourth wall or anything. I, I know we had the, Did we have this conversation last week? I remember... Probably. Saying, I always say morning. So yeah, Just to confuse people. Or yep. accidentally be polite when you're talking to someone who is in a different time zone. And they just happen to yep. be in the morning. So, I, you know, I'm not going to say this every week. This might be the last week I say this. But... Fire Emblem Heroes has given us a lot to talk about this week. Once again, I remember when I pitched this this uh, this show to you, Eddie, I said, hey, what do you think about a 15 to 20 minute Fire Emblem Heroes podcast where we just go over the current happenings and, and whatnot? And you're like, that sounds great, Ryan. Well, uh, so far, we have only been getting longer and longer episodes, probably due to the fact that we are just such huge fans of what this game continues to be doing. But yeah, like uh, lots to talk about this week, starting off with game stories and uh, Tempest Trial, full week. How are you doing in Tempest Trial, Eddie? I'm doing okay. Um, I've managed to max out all my, uh, uh, sorry, max out, match, I'll learn how to speak one of these days. <laughs> I keep forgetting how. Maxed out my score ranking, uh, score you know, got the ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike the seven day one where I leveled six teams, I've only leveled been leveling three teams. Uh, still got a little bit to go. There's one or two characters in each that are still in the uh, low to mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of the reason it's going a bit slower in this one is that instead of pulling up one of the other teams when one team fails on these higher levels. I'm just pulling out my uh, classic group of powerhouses that have kind of fallen to the wayside with all the characters that have been coming out. There's been a lot of heroes coming out lately and I'm, you know, for those that are surprised that Eddie's uh, almost or has maxed it out, Tempest Trial, there's like three days left. We are we are burning the midnight oil. I don't think I'm going to be able to max it out because I, I've sort of been ignoring my duties when it comes to Tempest Trial because I I haven't even hit max for the unique rewards. You know, I haven't hit that forty thousand. I'm I think I'm at twenty five thousand. So either I'm going to get real serious in the next three days, or I'm I'm not. This might be. I remember when I maxed it out the first time in the Discord, and I shared that, and everyone was like, oh, wow, you maxed it out? That's crazy. And right. I've polluted everybody in the Discord to start using auto battles, so now they are, are, are maxing out, including yourself. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a pusher. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I, I stopped well, using my know, own sauce. <laughs> for me, like I said, I found out that not paying attention helps me max it out. So while yeah. I'm sitting at work, I can throw it on on the side and sit there and play other games, which I'll kind of mention what it was, what I was playing later. Mm-hmm. True. It's a good, it's easy to just leave it. If, especially you have a team like right now I have a side team with uh, just a couple of heroes that I'm trying to get to 40 and including the love abounds Ellawood. And I just find they're not, they're not set up well enough to, to auto battle through it on their own. And oftentimes they fail sooner than I, than I'd like, but it's it's been it's been a good run, and I, I was looking at the rewards, and one of the rewards actually at forty thousand is a, is a skill or a, a seal for armor movement gives your character an extra movement if they have a hundred percent health. I think it is. Yep. Which is um, kind of exciting. Essentially, it's yep. It's essentially it's a armor march one uh, seal for your characters, and it is armored only. I got it and checked that. Okay. You know, if you're not armored, you can't equip it. But it allows, you know, pretty much gives Armor March 1. Uh, cannot be upgraded, unfortunately, so you can't get it to the point where the character can always move that extra space. But mm. Well, I know I will probably be handing it over to any armored character that's on my team. Probably, I don't know what Hector has on him right now. Probably damage or defense, I can't remember. But he'll certainly be getting that to help him move around the battlefield and be more useful uh, as opposed to just being a sponge for damage. 
But yep. yeah, Tempest Trials is uh, progressing quickly. It'll end before our next episode, so we'll certainly uh, yep. provide not, a not sure small I'll get update. All my goals completed, but you know, partially because I want to get my Takumi up high enough to, you know, max or cap him. You know, the new Takumi we just got, mm-hmm. and maybe some other characters max out. But since I've been going so slow, and are only down to three or so, four days. Might yeah. not manage that. Yeah, and Takumi, the new Takumi is something we'll talk about a little later in the show. And funny enough, yeah. something we uh, we didn't really touch on pre-show when we were organizing this stuff. But I think the I think the Tempest trial this this time around hasn't been that pleasant for me. I've sort of uh, haven't been paying as much attention to it. And I wonder if it's because the minis are, have been happening in between, and maybe that's soiling the experience a little bit. How do you feel about, about that aspect of it, of having these Tempest trials so close together? Do you find they're, you know, harshing your vibe a little bit or what do you think? Well, like you mentioned before, I really wasn't doing much with them. I, Mm -hmm. you know, not even, I was getting the 40,000, maybe the 50,000, but I wasn't maxing them out. Right. Um, And what I found is that, you know, I had the Love Abounds characters to level, and one or two characters that were either partially leveled to finish leveling, but, like, I actually have one of my teams is two gold heroes and two silver heroes, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to run out of characters to actually level, so. That's a good problem to have. I, I know that yeah. I am just abound. Last time I had streamed Fire Emblem Heroes, people got to see my sort of mess of a hero collection and it's yeah it's a bit it's a bit much but i i'm working towards there i'm trying to figure out which heroes to keep and which heroes i can safely let go just because they gave us that hundred cap increase and i've already filled it up and it's only been a month and a half since they've given it to us so if not yeah. less than that i think yeah one one thing i did in between the mm-hmm. past Tempest Trial Mini and this one is that I um, went in, um, you know, I took all my five-star characters, uh, gave them skills. Once in a while, I'd look at the websites and figure out what skills they recommended. For the most part, I just um, pick a skill that I think I like, I like them to ha- would like them to have type thing. Right. Um, and after I did that, I went through... Uh, all the four stars that I had duplicates of, I merged them because it, you know, it's the same as sending them home. And then I sent everyone else home, oh. which kind of messed me up when I decided to um, upgrade my Obero to five star. And that I had no one to give her any skills to fill out those last few slots for her. But mm. it helped me clear out my thing. So when, you know, we get new banners, I'm not bumping into the cap yeah that that was something i experienced where i was uh, i had saved a bunch of orbs for love abounds and was just constantly having to go back to my hero collection and, and show that unorganized mess but you know speaking of summoning banner updates this week have you again let's start with the well it looks like both of us have a, a bit of a womp womp news but the current banners love abounds Tempest Trials, New Power Banner, Fallen Heroes, which we will talk about later on. But you have an update on the the New Power Banner. I think we have a similar story when it comes to that one that was added. Yeah, on the New Power Banner, you know, um, I have all of them at least at four stars. So mm-hmm. if I got a one of the ones that I only have a four star of, I was like, great. So I pulled on it, the free pull, and... Uh, the orbs that were for Felicia on that banner, on that pull. Right. Got, got nothing but three or four stars, so. Yeah, I, I didn't. It's, it's common with the free pull. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's very rare that the, I think the free pull, there's got to be some sort of term for it when you get a five star, whether it's what you were aiming for or not. And, and you get that five star, but normally the free pull is something that presents you with a less than less than desirable result but and i and i got the same thing with the new power i didn't put any orbs into it i was just like you know what another hanoka would be cool because i i I like that character um and i and i have the sort of units that i could upgrade uh with her so uh but i didn't get anything um, of note 
Yeah, generally on free pulls, I mostly do do blah, 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 do pull um, blue orbs if they're available because I'm still hoping for that Lynn that I still don't have. Mm. Uh, you know, she's been around since the beginning, avoiding me as has Leo. So generally, if I don't care about any of the characters on the banner, I pull those ones. But you know, and I know when you only have five orbs and go into a banner, it's often called a YOLO pull. Mm. Especially if you get a five star, you know, you, you know, I was watching someone's summons uh, YouTube video and he like YOLO pulled a Leo or whatever, you know, that's not but... bad. Like a YOLO. Yeah, I can see that like a YOLO pull. And, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about other banners in a bit. But uh, yeah, for me with Love Abounds, which is currently my focus trying to get Lynn, that armored Lynn. And and it's funny, it's becoming sort of a, a common occurrence in the Discord to show me when they get Lynn. I know Void, uh, shout out to Void Kronos, who, who had gotten his armored Lynn from Love Abounds and, and apologized to me uh, for getting it. I still ha- I do not have armored Lynn. I have 12 days as of this recording to get her. I had a, a pity breaker with Roderick, a lance cavalry. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know what the good heroes are in the game. I just know which heroes I like personally in terms of their, their their actual characters from the games. So I might have some stellar characters that just need a little bit of work in my inventory that I'm just not paying attention to. So I don't even know if Roderick's a good character. All I know is that that wasn't Armored Lynn. So a little yeah. frustrated. Yep, I'm remembering. I think Roderick has fire soup lance, so he's considered decent. If some some of the whales use him for fodder because they want to give someone else that lance, uh, but I like you don't really pay attention to the uber powered ones because I'm not that worried about having a capped out arena. Yeah, you know, being in tier twenty of the arena and stuff. Uh, my goal, uh, having been a long time for lack of a better phrase, pack rat is to fill out my hero catalog and unlock all the level 45 star summons or five star chats. So, you know, that's why I randomly pick people to fill out a team. Like I, like I said, I upgraded Obero and I also upgraded Gunter to five star to level during this banner. Hmm. So my goal is to get one of everyone and, get them to five star eventually and get their level 40 discussion after that i might look into oh who's actually really really good mm-hmm. i mean part of the issue i've noticed is when i look at the builds on the websites like the game press one a lot of them want you to have a different weapon and yeah. i'm still not at the point where i'm willing willing to willy-nilly throw away a five star for a better weapon yeah i'm I'm in the same boat i'm not much of a fan of uh sort of throwing away it's very rare it's not really throwing away but no i i know yeah poor choice of words but i think for me i'm just not going to um send home or use a five-star hero unless unless i've spent the feathers you know if i'm summoning a five-star hero i don't want to use that five-star hero for anything but merge or 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 to to have as a character uh, if I now if I'm raising like a, a four star or a three star up to a five star using feathers and stuff, I'm totally fine using that character. And I've done that before, where I've not a weapon, but maybe like level, uh, level three skills. I have gone through that process to get that level three skill. But um, yeah, gen- generally I try to get the level three skills on a four star character if it's available. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and I do yeah. like. Um, sorry. No, I was going to say sometimes we don't have that option, but I think maybe most cases we do. They just might be more rare yep. of four-star characters. Yeah, and I do like that um, now in skill inheritance, you can search for a skill specifically, which is nice. Wait, what? In-game? Yeah, in-game, if you pull up skill inheritance menu, you can put in, you know, you can look for characters that have certain skills. At the bottom, there's a little thing you pull up, hmm. and it'll show you every character that has that skill, and if they have the lower versions of that skill and can get it later, it'll have like a gray check mark. It'll have a blue check mark if they have the skill and are at that diff- or at that level. Huh? I didn't know that. So that's, yeah, it used good. to be that. Yep, it used to be that like the game press site would have a 
list of skills and who has it at what difficult what level, but they added it into heroes at some point. Well, there you go. I'm I'm glad when they I like when they do that. It's like wow mods when they when they implement them into I know a lot of people see it as a bad thing, but it's good when the developers sort of take and you add usability that uh, you know is helpful for yeah. the game. So, yeah, like uh, maybe next week we'll have Lynn, maybe not. We'll see, but I feel bad we for the newer banners that are being added cuz um I literally have not touched anything else but love abounds and and again we'll talk about that in a bit but they've have you at least done your free summon or no, no. have you not even done that i i want to i want to wait because you know i'm we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit but there are characters in that fallen heroes banner that i wouldn't mind having you know but yep. I, I don't want to waste quote-unquote waste i guess it wouldn't matter because they both end on the same day but i i would much rather have armored lynn than any of the characters in the fallen heroes True. banner. but we'll see we'll see how it goes well, but just- even if you don't get any orbs to spend on it, make sure you do that free summon before the banner ends. At oh, least. definitely going to do the free ba- free summon. I just, I think if I, I, I understand a, waiting uh, to see if you have some spare orbs. So if there's multiple orbs you want to pull on that first pull, mm-hmm. you don't waste orbs you could have used for Lin. Exactly, and and even so. if even if the math doesn't check out, I, I'd still feel like maybe that one extra summon that I did on another banner would have been Lin. It, it's 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 weird thoughts to have it's very dangerous thinking but we'll get there and i might uh, i might even have to break the old free-to-play streak and and because i did say you know if there was ever a hero that i really wanted that i couldn't get and it was going to go away i i might have to look at purchasing orbs and um i still think orbs are overpriced but uh we'll that'll probably be a conversation we have in the future I don't dis- yeah i don't disagree that they're overpriced but i'm a sucker you know well, but I I wouldn't say that. And maybe I, not a sucker, but yeah, I'm I, not as strong willpower as you. Yeah, I don't even know if it's willpower. I I think it might just be sort of a difference of of opinion on on how we how we play the game and how we how we see the characters and and I think that certainly talking about orbs and free to play and those are questions that I got just streaming and having random people pop in asking me if I purchase orbs or not and. And I'm not criticizing folks who buy orbs and I'm not criticizing folks who refuse to buy orbs. I'm sort of in the middle where I'm totally like I bought day one, minute one when they announced that starter pack, you know, that you could buy. And it was just 12 orbs and it was five bucks. I'm happy to support the game, but I just. Yeah, I wouldn't mind more starter, more packs like that. Yeah. Especially since that's been the only way since his. Um appearance in the tempest trials to get a second copy of him to merge or another copy of him to merge yeah and maybe down the road something we have as a topic is just monetization options for the game and comparing fire Emblem heroes to other other games because other games similar to this where they're gotcha and orbs and opening crates and stuff you can buy heroes outright you know and i wonder if that's something we think would be healthy for this game to to be able to purchase heroes uh yeah i don't know well my my opinion on it really at this point stands that you know something like what they did where it was a free-to-play hero to begin with Mm -hmm. i'm okay with if they put any character that's only been available through summons for a flat price that's where i'll get a little iffy about but but what if it's a new hero that they're offering like let's say uh, in March, they have a St. Patrick's Day banner, and uh, don't put it past them, they might, but a uh, St. Patrick's Day banner for mid-March, and they say, hey, you can summon through the orbs, or you can pay, let's say, 15 bucks to get this St. Patty's Day pack, and it comes with a bunch of green uh, badges and a bunch of green experience, and this Axe uh, Leprechaun. You know that you could that axe leprechaun is also something you could get from summoning, but hey, you pay us fifteen bucks and you'll get all this leprechaun stuff. Do we feel like that would be something that we're comfortable with? For me, I feel if it's available through summoning, mm-hmm. it should not be available to straight up purchase. If they, I mean, and I think if it's only available through purchase, I don't like it either. Well, the fact that the reason I didn't mind the Black Knight Mm -hmm. being as it is, is that if you were playing 
when the Tempest trial was going, you got him for free at five star if you played enough. Right. If you weren't playing and missed out on him, since he hasn't reappeared, only uh, Masked Marth has reappeared, you actually now have a chance to get him. Right. That's you a know? good point. Now, so that, that's a, a really character that point. was once free to play, but they have yet to give any other method of getting again, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. There's like, um, what's his name, Tobin and a bunch of others, because only Masked Marth has ever reappeared after the Tempest original Tempest trial they were in. Yeah, and we've you know. we've been playing since day one, so when we talk about these heroes as not reappearing, it doesn't bother us because we got them, or at least yeah. had the chance to get them. But for newer players coming to the game and they see the heroes they've missed out on, and I think you're right, Tempest Trials, uh, Grand Hero Battles, uh, that sort of thing. It's, and yeah. since they have a habit of reviving Grand Hero Battles, I'm less wor- less interested in seeing them in the purchasable thing. But since they've rerun Mast Marth twice, but haven't rerun anyone else in the Tempest Trials, and most Tempest Trials have a new hero, I would not mind them putting out a pack every so often with an old, um, you know, Tempest Trial character. Okay. Well, then they might, they either got incredibly lucky or they thought about this as much as, uh, as much as we have in, in terms of, uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic, something to, to certainly look at in the future in terms of the way they've been monetizing this game. But I do want to have some time to talk about the new story chapter added that we both played blood and snow, uh, featuring fallen heroes, although they're not, they're just sort of there. Um, they're not really, they don't do anything unique, but the blood and yeah, snow they, chapter they don't does... even have the uh, typical thing where they talk about how they signed a contract and have to honor it. They're just there. Yeah, it, it's been. It was. I, I thought it was a really good addition to the game. It's a main story chapter, book five. I don't know, chapter five, I believe. And yep. it, 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 it's, it's. It was really good, and it introduced a new character from the evil side. And you have the pronunciation here. It's Leviathan's sister, Legim, Leg Legam, Leg Yarn. Le- oh yeah, that's R. A, R. I was like, I thought that was an M, so I'm like Legam. That happens to me sometimes too, where an R and N right next to each other will look like an M. <laughs> My contacts yeah. are, are are wigging out a little I, bit, so. Yeah, I, and it's Le- Levitane or Levitine is the two pronunciations for ah. sister. In, in searching for that pronunciation, I found a kind of interesting thing. In Norse mythology, Levitain or Levitain is a sword that is locked inside of the chest leg yarn. Yeah. So, like, so. It's, it's interesting the way they, they come up with these names and, and um, they're just, they just seem a lot, so... A lot of Norse mythology in the series, apparently, especially in heroes true yeah it's it's been it's been really fun to see them adding and pulling from the north mythology but with this new chapter we get a little more of a of a dynamic before with these older chapters and the evil characters they just appeared to be these evil characters with motives of just you know taking over and loki is the typical trickster but kind of like an evil an eviler camilla but in this chapter, we get this this relationship between Leavatines, Leavatines, uh, and her sister Legam. That's what I'm going to call her. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Leviathan and Legam uh, coming soon. But they they have this interesting relationship where they they don't talk about just killing for the sake of killing, even though their father is the one that has that opinion. They sort of talk yeah. tactics and 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 are mindful of their of their enemies, not not just see them as fodder what do you think oh well yeah i mean levitain has just been kind of personalityless, and she still kind of holds to that and that she doesn't seem to care she does seem to love her sister but she you know her dad tells her to slaughter innocent people she's like okay whatever you know kind, kind of like maybe not quite emo because emo would be fighting their father but just like you know She's had her personality removed. Mm-hmm. And Leg Yarn has been a nice little twist to show that, you know, 
other than Surtur, who with his maniacal, evil, twist-his-mustache twist villainry, <laughs> um, you know, somehow produced a daughter who is intelligent, actually thinks methodically, and actually treats those that sh th they have conquered with respect and politeness. Yeah, she doesn't see it you as know? this sort of genocide. She sees it as this ability to you know, take over lands, but for a good purpose. So I wonder... I wonder why oh. she. We haven't seen her interact with her father. I wonder if they have differing opinions on how this war should be fought. I think that's kind of the case. Either Legyarn insists on, you know, ruling or doing the day to day ruling because her father is so burn everything, or she just, um, or he is so, she's so not burn everything that he banishes her to an area he is done. You know, paying any attention to. Yeah, because they're Who's in Niffle now. I don't care. Well, yeah, they're in Niffle now. They've gone up to Niffle to find Gunthra and, you know. The mystical so, something. Well, she's the sister of Fjorm who talked to us in our dreams or whatever. Well, so. the, but they're looking for like a, a mystical uh, MacGuffin to help them conquer or help them defend themselves. I, either way, I think you're right. Like this story chapter presents more of a sympathetic side. Not sympathetic, that's the wrong word, but more of a intelligence to the other side as opposed to just yeah. rawr, burn, and salt the earth. This character, I wonder if, you, you know, she smiles in, in her art, which is something you haven't seen in a good way from the other characters on the on the bad side. So I wonder if I wonder if <laughs> maybe, smiles. His smiles are just chillingly evil. It, and that's like what I, I mean. Said, like, mustache twirling. Yeah, she's yeah. smiling to her sister from a loving you know side of things. But yeah. I wonder if between Veronica and uh, League Jam, which is what, another way we could pronounce it, League Jam. I wonder if her and Veronica might you know have some words and and possibly fight against because here's the thing this story is setting up a thing where when you have a totalitarian father figure most of the time the kids do rebel against that like that was basically the story of the nor side on in fates so i wonder if they're setting up a similar thing here because when i first saw the art for for league jam uh i thought that it was uh, our new legendary hero that had leaked but that was not the case uh yeah um what I've seen of Legyarn is that while she's kind and considerate of those she's ruling, she doesn't seem that upset with what her father has chosen to do. It, and maybe it's there and they just haven't shown it yet, but she seems okay with her father opting to conquer countries for whatever reason he wants to. And she's just treating them well after after they're being you know, burned they've alive. Been conquered yeah and no, well I, after he's done burning alive the ones he wants to burn alive true i think you're right i i think maybe you're on the right page and i would rather them go down that path story-wise than have like a basically a fates 2.0 scenario where they where we yeah, have to band I mean, together and overthrow them yeah i think part of what makes her so interesting to me is that she's willing to accept her father as he is but she's not him, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And her rebelling against him just feels the easy way out of the whole thing. Yeah, and, and you, we'll probably get future opportunities to, to do a little speculative run on, on where the story could be going. But I think the way they've expanded upon the story in this, chat, in this book, too, has given us more opportunity to speculate as opposed to just look down the path and see exactly where they're going. I thought book one was pretty predictable. Book two is proving to be, it's still predictable, predictable in a sense, but it's not, it's not as straightforward as book one was. So yeah, I, I for one thought this was probably the best chapter they've had in a long time. So yep. cool. All right. Well, continuing events. We'll uh, talk a bit about this. Daily maps, of course, are going two more two more days of uh, unique maps, but they'll be around for another week. I believe. After that, yep. Yeah, weapon refinery. Six days or seven days each map. So true. So we'll uh, a little bit more of that. So make sure you keep on those. Those will 
disappear if you're not careful. Weapon refinery skill or quests are still going. Battling with Fiorm, Fijorm quests. Two days left. They uh, they seem to have expanded since I looked at them. I'm I'm a little bit behind on those. And, I'm uh, way behind. I I might have a couple kills for Fiorm, but. I haven't done anything with any of the other Asker trio on those. True, yeah, they really need to buff those heroes. They're not, they're not, they're not strong. <laughs> they, in comparison to Fiorm, they are uh, little weaklings. Just gonna throw that out there. The yeah, uh, but as long as Fiorm survives the battle and they kill someone of the right color, then you true. got credit for that. <laughs> Very true. The Shadow Dragon maps are still running. Since last week, they've added Lind and Minerva. Those end on the 8th of March. February quests end this week, as does the month of February, <laughs> as you all know. Hence the quests ending. Exactly. And then a new addition to this little segment here, as per uh, Eddie's suggestion. Why don't you run down the current arena bonus heroes? Uh, yeah, I do, don't do much arena, but you know, I know there are some who will. So mm-hmm. the bonus heroes are still um, Legendary Ike, all the Love Abounds heroes, um, Hector, Lynn, uh, Roy, and Lillian are the level bounds versions of Valter, who had a Grand Hero Battle Revival early in the month. Lloyd, who's one of the new uh, weekly Grand Hero Battles. Uh, Soren, uh, Tharja, best I can tell is two random heroes. It's the original Tharja mm-hmm. at that. And Alphonse, because they always keep one of the uh, usually one of the free-to-play characters sitting in there so you can get anyone can get some uh, arena bonus points exactly yeah well hopefully you guys have fun in the arena but speaking of legendary ike moving into the news the hero rises uh, has concluded that that fun little voting challenge where we all got to tell intelligence systems which hero we wanted for free a five-star free character and the uh, the users have spoken Legendary Ike will be rewarded to all starting on February 28th. What did you think about this? Did you predict the fact that uh, a new legendary hero would win over a scantily clad woman? What are your thoughts? Um, to be honest, I thought Hector would do a lot better than he did. He came in fourth place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting him to be, if not ahead of Tharja, right up there next to her. Uh, because... Uh, Distant Counter is still such a hard-to-get ability. True. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about who we... Uh, five stars we use as fodder. That's the only one I've ever used to inherit skills that I can think of. And that's because Distant Counter, if you don't have a special weapon for it, it's a very useful ability for your melee heroes. True. Um, and yeah, so... I'm not horribly surprised. Ike is a very popular hero, and... Being legendary and new legendary really helped, I'm sure. Yeah, well, the the new legendary status of this hero is something that I think really pushed it to the top. But when you look at the numbers, 130,000 votes for Legendary Ike, 126,000 for uh, properly clothed Tharja. And that is as as sarcastic as I can be. And then moving on to the the bottom two, you've got axes or a. hmm? Go ahead. You mean you mean you don't go out in the winter in Canada in a banana hammock? I've never. I've lived in Canada for my entire life, so thirty years, and I've never seen anybody wear uh, less than shorts and t-shirt in the winter. And that's usually if they're in shorts and t-shirt, it means that they are going outside to get the mail or put the recycling out. Um, not and once running I, right back in. <laughs> and running right back in. I don't think, you know, like there's the, there's the you know, the uh, Sports Illustrated shoots where they go to the winter and they, they go to the winter. They, they're out in the snow and they shoot, you know, these scantily clad people in, in, in the middle of winter. But like they got warming oh, you, blankets you, behind you the know between You know between sessions of shots, yeah, they they got a coat and blankets and yeah, all kinds of stuff right there. But you know, maybe maybe she's just uh, she's warm blooded. She is a sorcerer, so I. Anyways, the, the logistics of it don't matter. She also has reindeer antlers, but no one seems to even mention that. So uh, she. Wait, got... there are antlers somewhere in that picture. 
<laughs> she, yeah, so she lost by 4,000 votes, super close. And then following up, you got Axazura with 70,000 and Hector with 68. So uh, actually, the difference between those two are about 4,000 because she had 72 and he had 68. But I agree. The fact that Hector wasn't higher up or even even third for that matter. And I know we talked about it last week, but I don't really think Axazura is... is uh, is really anything to write home about, but could well, be like like I mentioned last week, is that she's got that uh, weapon that it, when she uses her sing ability or dance ability, right, she gives you plus three to all four stats, which is very powerful. Okay, okay, yes, very. that I do remember now. So, yeah, so we'll be getting legendary Ike. I'd never had legendary Ike, so I'm excited by yep. by getting this. So. Next week, February twenty eighth, will everyone everyone will have a legendary Ike. So expect him to be yep. in every arena battle you ever fight from here until the next time they give us a, <laughs> a free hero. But you know, applause to intelli- intelligent systems to be willing to give us this hero for free because honestly, and and le- don't don't get me wrong, this is also a hero that will be a- available to everyone forever because it's part of a a quest reward or part of a completing a chapter reward it's not yep, going just anywhere. like is. exactly so i just you know any other developer would probably look at this cash cow that is this that is legendary ike that you'll pull from the legendary banners that happen once a month as a, it's a scarce unit so giving another scarce unit away for the foreseeable future that's not th- something many developers will do in a gotcha game so yep i'm, I'm pretty stoked by that but, but uh, i as IS has shown they're willing to surprise everyone with stuff out of nowhere. Like our next topic, the new Fallen Heroes banner. Yeah. I did not see this coming. This was a surprise. If ever, much less this week. I know. I I thought, you know, I thought last week with our speculation corner, we had it. Maybe we didn't have it nailed down. Like all the signs didn't point to a Tharchia or Tharchia 776. It's just the fact that they haven't touched it. But this is an example of how unique intelligence systems can be when it comes to building these banners up. And Fallen Heroes provides us with three, well, actually, we'll talk a bit more, but in total, the theme gives us four heroes that are unique to any other hero they've given us. These are evil versions of characters. Both, both in story and in look, and and I'm going to pass it to you, Eddie, because you've provided a wonderful write up on where all these characters come come from. So let's talk a bit about yep. that. Yeah, like like some people might be wondering, these characters are not actually just made up for to give us a new spin for this banner. They actually appear in their respective games. Um, in Awakening, uh, you know the in just so you know, there are going to be spoilers here for various games. But they have been out for quite a while, especially for some of them. But in Awakening, um, the future where Lucina comes from is one where Robin, you know, ex- you find out at near the end that he's supposed to be a vessel for Grima, the Dark Dragon. And Lucina comes from a future where he fell to that, uh, you know, accepting Grima or becoming the vessel for Grima. Um, and while in your game with your character... Uh, through his friendship or whatever, resists the becoming a vessel in Trick's Grima. You know, but after that, like, I, if I recall correctly, an evil version of Robin appears, which I you then fight. Think he, yeah, I think you're right. I remember that. And, and yeah, it was, it was a cool, it's a cool addition to see this character and and considering masked marth or as we all call her lucina uh with her mask on is is in direct relation to robin so i'm hoping that there will be at some point an interaction between those two uh story-wise because if you add this character it is literally and you might have seen in the fire emblem heroes subreddit some some comics put together of of a grima infested robin and lucina having these interactions and and yeah, it's and it's it's unique art too. Like it's it's haunting art in my mind. That's that's the word I would yep. use to describe it. Yep. And um Harden was actually the villain in the uh third uh game, the new mystery of the emblem mm-hmm. or mystery of the emblem, I think it was originally just called. Uh 
you know, the first game, but in the first game, Shadow Dragon, he was actually a hero. Um, early on, I think like chapter five, uh, you save him or help him and he joins your party. Uh, at the end of that first game, um, he marries a character named Nina, who uh, is the last bloodline for the Empire of Arcania. Um, but it come, turns out Nina was in love with Camus, who we had got as a grand hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and But Camus was loyal to his country. Another interesting character in that he didn't agree with what his ruler was doing, but he, you know, as long as his king of Grust insisted on being on this side, he was not going to betray his country. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets defeated and actually shows up in, you find out that he doesn't actually die when he shows up as Zeke in Echoes or Gaiden. Uh, but she married Hardin out of duty, um, and because it was a loveless marriage, and uh, Hardin was heartbroken over that, I believe, because he did truly love Nina. Um, by the time the third game or the second Marth game comes around, he was swayed and corrupted by Garneth, Garneth becoming the Dark Emperor that he is in this version. Right. So, and going to show how you how unique the stories were that that bound across multiple games in the original sort of opening games in the series so it's it's really cool to to hear that history because i know a lot of folks who have played fates and awakening would know nothing about these details and and yeah it's super interesting and finally speaking of echoes we get a celica uh vessel of duma character so you want to explain a little bit around that as well um yeah during the uh celica side of echoes she's being chasing after and encountering this uh priest of duma called jedda j-e-d-a-h and he convinces her that he wants to have her be the vessel of duma so she can save the other dragon myla Mm -hmm. um he is of course lying to her but um she doesn't you know, know she agrees to become the vessel of Duma to try and resurrect Myla and save the world from you know war and harm and stuff uh so for a while there she is you know a willing vessel of Duma until she is sort of saved by Mark uh, Alm I mean yeah I haven't finished that I, one I read yet, it but... up I haven't actually gotten there in the game mm-hmm. um like the game actually opens up with a, a cutscene uh, that is confusing of like Marth stabbing Celica, and that's apparently when he saves her from it. Like Myla uses the falchion to falchion to save her or something. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, I haven't actually gotten there myself. Yeah, I, I do remember the cutscene, so it, it's certainly familiar, and I think it was even part of the opening salvo of that game like kind of showing that as a dream sequence but yes and and her art i haven't heard her voice but her art is also haunting she's got like the the the, what's the meme like um the crazy girlfriend meme face where she's just like crazy eyes and all crazy eyes big smile just like joker face it's like it's creepy so a lot of the heroes introduced in the fallen heroes banner just incredibly creepy and while we're just on the aspect of telling these origin stories, we also get with the Grand Hero Battle, we got Takumi, Empty Vessel. And he also has interesting art and also a very uh, stri- rip straight from Fates where he gets taken over by, I think, one of the sorcerers. I can't remember his name, but he... I don't remember if it ever tells you who took him over. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't fully finished Birthright. Yeah, I haven't played through Conquest, but in Fates, uh, during one chapter, you're, I think it's when you go to the Ninja Village, he appears behind your team and starts attacking your party. Um, Azura, it pops up with Azura saying something uh, about how he's behaving, and then uh, you have a special talk-slash-sing command for her, uh, which she, if you do, will snap him out of it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, at the end of the chapter, he'll tell you last thing he recalls was falling 
into the bottomless canyon that separates the two nations. Right. And um, it, it was just a, it was a cool it was a cool moment and it's a cool moment to see them pulling these characters even if most of the characters listed here are you know um alternate history or just snippets of gameplay from an actual game but it's nice to see them pulling from that and it shows that there's still that creativity in the developers where yeah. they you know reddit is saying oh well now that now they have to do tharchia because there's just nothing else to do and they go ahead and do this and they've they've applied like story to all these characters and why they are fallen and provided great art and it's just great but I personally haven't pulled on the Fallen Heroes banner, as mentioned before. I'm waiting for orbs to free up once Armored Lynn joins my team. We'll see. But I see here that you've got you've got a good listing of uh, your experience with the new banner, so why don't you run down how your uh, pulls have gone? Yep, since I already had the Love Abounds, I had been saving up orbs since then, you know, the past couple weeks. Probably had 140 or so orbs at the start of it. Nice. Um, got... Pretty broken early with a Tana and Olwyn in one uh, summon session. Uh, so kind of bummer to get pity broken. And But, you know, the nice thing is that it was two five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, kept going. Uh, eventually had Fallen Celica up here. Nice. Uh, at that point, after a quick debate with myself, I decided I really wanted to try for Fallen Robin. Uh, dove back in and eventually Harden managed to uh, pop up and uh, you know, pity break me there. Not really pity break me because he was one of the new heroes. Uh, then had a long argument with myself. Decided to farm up a bunch of orbs and go back for to try for Robin because I really wanted that Robin. It's got great art. Um, yeah. Um, did not get him with the orbs I farmed up. Uh, then argued with myself a bunch more and eventually broke down and bought some orbs. Uh, and... First summon, first pull after I bought the orbs, got Fallen Robin. Nice. So, well, that's I did always manage nice. to get all. Yep, I did manage to get all of them, and because Fallen Robin came so early in those orbs I had purchased, I actually have a handful of orbs for the legendary banner. Great. Well, I'm glad that you've uh, you had luck, and you know this is more. I might I could ask you this off air, but I'm curious when you. When you buy orbs, are you buying twenty at a time, or are you buying like as much as you're comfortable with in in a chunk to get those bonus orbs, and then and then summoning? Because in my mind, it's like I might be inclined to purchase a higher option to get those bonus orbs, but then realize, like you said with Robin, you got them right off the bat after purchasing. So, do you have like a tactic when you purchase orbs? Because as someone myself who doesn't purchase orbs, I'm wondering. You know, it's a slippery slope, but I'm wondering what the what the the, the thoughts are when you when you're purchasing orbs. Like, where, what's your game plan? For for the most part, for me, when I do break down and buy orbs, which is why I debate with myself when I do it mm-hmm. most, is that I go for the max level orb purchase because that gives you the most orbs for your money. Yeah, you bonus know, of thirty. I'm guessing orbs. if you actually, yeah, the thirty bonus or orbs are what make it worth it to me. Mm-hmm. To okay. a degree, you know, well, I'm guessing if you actually mathed it out, all the orbs would cost the same before you add in the quote unquote bonus orbs. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's nice. It makes sense, and that's kind of why they're there—is to say, like, hey, this is uh, this is why we offer the bonus orbs to get you to put more money in. But we're playing this game enough that if you the the, the difference between purchasing two fifty dollar packs and one one hundred dollar pack. The difference is always going to be bonus orbs that you can use right away. So you're getting those orbs. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm I'm kind of interested in this game, so I'll only put twenty dollars in as opposed to a hundred. You're going to use those orbs yeah. eventually. I think we we both know that. And so for me, it's like seventy five dollars U.S. Yeah, in Canada, it's uh, because so you know a lot of funds that come through my wallet due to the you know podcasting and, and PayPal and stuff. A lot of it's in U.S. dollars, but unfortunately, because it's on iOS, I can only pay in canadian so that's why it's 104 dollars for 140 orbs which you can kind of see where i'm yeah. coming from uh yep. yeah it was if it was you know even 99 i probably would not be buying the orbs you know mm-hmm. but 75 it's all know, it's as long the, as i but the price of good at it sorry no it's, it's about the price of a new game and and it's it's yeah. comparable here as well where it's about 
depending on what kind of game you're buying. But yeah, it, buying orbs is something that I would love to talk about at some point, but it, it would be very Ryan versus Eddie type conversation because I have nothing against people who buy orbs. I just know it's not something that I've ever been tempted to do, especially since... I don't know. I, I have, but I haven't had anything like this armored Lynn conundrum. So we'll see what next week and the week after brings us. But so that's, that's your fallen heroes talk. But before we move on, there is a new grand hero battle and in, in a new fashion for intelligent systems, they are offering us unique heroes tied to the banner. Been an awesome addition since the Christmas stuff. So a Takumi empty vessel, we talked here his story, but if you best him in grand hero battle, you can get a three star or a four-star uh, hero for beating the first two difficulties, or a four-star and 2,000 feathers for beating him in Infernal, which I, I got to say... I, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I haven't been able to even beat the Lunatic. I've got the hard one, so mm-hmm. I got the three-star. And I've tried a bunch of things and can't figure out how to beat him on even Lunatic, so I might just have to level that three-star up and level him to get my four star. Yeah. And maybe get him on the revival if he ever gets it. Yeah, that the the three star one showed the potential of that hero. There's actually two empty vessel Takumas that I see in the map when I when I fight it. And yep. they whittle down your heroes with these powers where you if you're auto battling or you're just kinda half paying attention to these things, they will just you know, sap the energy from your heroes. So oh. Even if you're paying full attention with the uh, added um, reinforcements that appear for them, at least two of your characters are going to take 10 damage. True. Yeah, and there are reinforcements. If you have them badly positioned, they'll take 20 damage. Yeah, tactics, man. It's it's something that will rarely show up in this game, but when it does, you do have to think about placement and what heroes you're bringing in and how... You, my favorite thing always is to see the, you know, uh, infernal Takumi empty vessel take down one turn, and and that those videos exist, but they they are specifically tailored heroes to this encounter, and the encounter is and brutal. Pro- probably from people who are true full on whales that have plus tens of every character, they're using perfect IVs. Yeah. <laughs> not everyone has that luxury but uh we'll probably touch on takumi grand hero battle next week as we continue to to bash our heads into it in game stories but a little news story here to wrap things up in the news a year after fire emblem heroes is launched there is a story here that says fire emblem heroes has raked in 300 million dollars for nintendo and that's pretty significant considering this is a this is a Nintendo smartphone game and yep. I wanted to touch on it because I feel like it shows the success of no offense to the Fire Emblem franchise but Fire Emblem isn't the most well-known and and supported franchise from Nintendo and considering considering they've already released a Nintendo uh, a Mario game and an Animal Crossing game. So well, yep. And Fire Emblems is the only one that has the current, has this method of uh, microtransactions, and Nintendo is not interested in continuing to do that, according to the article, which is intriguing. Yeah, Nintendo Um, isn't... Yep. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that Nintendo isn't a huge fan of the whole gotcha model, and you know why? It's just because it, it attracts bad press if done incorrectly. But I feel like yeah. Heroes has done it really well. It's it's a balancing so, act. Yep. And, um, yeah, like you mentioned, Fire Emblem is not the... I think it's been more supported in the past years, especially with this. But, like, Awakening was going to be the final Fire Emblem game. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it did amazingly well compared to the in the past. You know, Fire Emblem always had its loyal small fan base, but Awakening really launched it higher you know but it was originally supposed to be the final game i heard i have heard no that's that's public knowledge yeah awakening was supposed to be their final stab uh, kick at the can so to speak and and it just sold so well yeah i think it was yeah i mean they were like yeah this is gonna be it we're gonna finish this but we're not gonna do another and then it sold so well they're like okay we'll do more (laughs) I, i think it was a scenario of like the gamecube and Wii, the Wii, the gamecube and Wii version haven't done so well 
it was beloved by fans but didn't sell critically well but yeah and, and you know you see that that followed in that there just was no fire emblem on wii u and now we're going to get one on switch just because the switch is doing so well and is a portable system so yeah it's interesting to see nintendo and it's not a it's not a figure from nintendo i think it's like from a stats company or whatever but uh usually they're, yeah. they're pretty spot on when it comes to profit but it seems people are buying orbs, not just uh, not just you and I. So that's exciting yeah. to see that Nintendo's doing well, not just critically but also financially with, with this game. Because I I think that's important, you know. So very good. So upcoming events, Eddie. Why don't you run through what's happening in the next week yep. for Fire Emblem Heroes? Uh, yep, another pretty busy week. Um, we got the new March quests, like usual, coming up on the first of March, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got a set of water blessing quests. No clue what they are, but they start on the 27th. Hmm. Um, a day later, when we also get the legendary Ike Xenolog, we'll get the new legendary hero banner as well. Um, and before that, we'll actually get a voting gauntlet login bonus. I'm mentioning this here because uh, most likely, uh, because it starts on the 26th before even the water blessing quest. Uh, most likely we'll probably get the banner for the voting gauntlet as well. Um, I have some thoughts on that that I'll discuss in in a mo- moment in the speculation area. Uh, but that voting gauntlet that the login bonus is related to starts on the 2nd of March. And next Saturday, uh, we at, have the four and five star heroes summoning banner starting on the 3rd. Hmm. So the... Okay, so let me get this straight. So the voting gauntlet login bonus starts on the 20th, so on Monday, right? Yes. And the voting gauntlet starts on the 2nd of March, right? Correct. Okay, cool. So, okay, that makes sense. Yes. So we should know. I speculate the banner will start when the login bonus starts because, you know, just saying, oh, yeah, here's a random login bonus for something that doesn't start for another three or four days doesn't right. make much sense. So we're going to find out what the voting gauntlet is in the in the very near future you're thinking like the next couple days well let's jump right into speculation yeah let's um, do it because i have some thoughts on who the legendary hero is because that's kind of related to the voting gauntlet okay um, yeah break it down so for the voting gauntlet i have suspicions that it's going to be a kind of good versus evil since we got the four evil versions of heroes um mm-hmm. i figure there's one of two ways they're going to go with it either the savior of the or our protagonist to the antagonist evil version of the hero uh in that if that is the case i'm expecting the banner to be alm azura marth and krom uh alm tying into selica obviously azura and takumi marth and harden and krom and robin uh but the other thing that uh ryan kind of mentioned in the discord at one point and i had in the back of the mind from the beginning is it would be a good version versus the evil version mm. which would mean Taku- the banner would end up being Takumi uh, Robin, male Robin and Celica since female Robin's a grand hero battle thing Um, now the thing there is that we don't have a Harden right now Right. so either there's one of two possibilities there is that Harden appears as a new hero during the banner, and considering when that happened with Rajat uh, during her voting gauntlet, it caused a big, you know, hubbub, and everyone complained about that. I was thinking that there's the possibility that since Harden was a playable hero in the first game, Shadow Dragon or Shadow Dragon and Dark Dragon in the Blade of Light or whatever it was originally called, <laughs> right? Um, and he starts as a cavalier who can use lances. Um, And since I'm already thinking that this new grand hero is going to, or new legendary hero is going to be a blue hero, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe Harden will be our new legendary hero. Good version of Harden. I mean, that, that, that checks out and certainly more grounded than last week's, I think speculation corner last week was more just, I actually have some (laughs) theories to back it up. I think that the the pieces fit together and the way that Intelligent Systems has been theming all of their additions and, and limited events 
together uh, outside of the tap battle that was added uh, a couple weeks ago. That sort of was just dropped in. But voting gauntlet, Tempest Trials have always been in some form associated with what's been happening over the last couple weeks, you know, with the last voting gauntlet being um, New Year's versus Christmas. So Yeah, and my, my thought for a while there before we had gotten the uh, Fallen Heroes banner was that this new voting gauntlet would be um, couples, like right. husbands versus wives thing to fit with the Love uh, Valentine's banner. You know, because we have Martha and Sita, or Keda, who are uh, who eventually get married after the second game they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, Alm and Celica get married. Spoilers, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. let's just assume. I I know as a fairy tale ending, I I assumed that they would eventually, you know, get off the pot and just and, yep. and get married. But again, yeah. Um, Sigurd and Deirdre also get married. And in the Discord, they pointed out a couple other couples. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I was also thinking maybe there was a couple in Thracia that could, would have popped up in the banner. But since that didn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, in the banner was left a mystery. Well, yeah. The other thing they could do for is... the gauntlet. True. For, for the gauntlet, the other thing they could do would be a good versus, you know, a love versus hate. You know, if they wanted to be boring... And do love being love abounds, although the problem there is that there's five heroes and fallen heroes with four. So I think your logic makes more sense that it's it's good versions versus evil versions because there are four evil versions present in the game right now. As opposed yep. to with love abounds, there are five. So you would have to drop someone in the voting gauntlet on that side. So I think your math checks out and it also supports the new legendary heroes. So... I think, no, like I yeah. said, it could also be the antagonist versus protagonist, or the savior or True. defeater or killer of the evil version. So yeah, it could be a Lucina or or yeah, a so, yeah, like you said. So I think that if if we get options. the banner on, sorry, I, I was just going to say there are probably a lot of options that fit within what we're currently yeah. presented with. Yeah, if we get the banner on Monday, depending on what the banner is, we'll have an idea and most likely they'll tell us what the actual uh battle is if they have the banner on monday mm-hmm. if we don't get the banner on monday i think that kind of supports that it's going to be um hardened as a legendary hero because you know they're waiting until they announce the legendary hero to announce the banner you know yeah i i think that i, I we won't have to wait long so for those yep. folks listening to this episode, you'll you'll probably find out right alongside us in the next couple of days. So that's exciting. I'm digging this new speculation corner. I think it's presenting us with some fun uh, theorizing of where the game might be going. So that's that's really cool. And, and speaking of fun, now we we have run long, so I am going to probably push this to next week. But I do want to tease a new segment called Out Realm Gate, and it's going to be focusing on Fire Emblem, but but other games in the series, specifically, just as a tease for next week, both Eddie and I, Eddie more so because because he's uh, he's a more of a Fire Emblem fan than I. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors just got its DLC, and we've dived back into that. And as a tease, you know, we're going to be talking about unlocking characters, the new heroes that were added, and the new maps, and the armor break. How do you get armor break uh, uh, costumes? You know, I don't know. How how do you get all those? lovely characters in their underwear because this is a japanese video game i guess we'll have to wait to next week to find out right eddie yep we will i will note that armor break is not an equipable costume no but i did uh when i was looking into it the internet did tell me that if you really wanted to see them again without much work you could go into the costume viewer and see it so yes once once you successfully (laughs) unlock it you it's available in the costume viewer yeah. So for all those folks who want to be reminded what uh, what Celica looks like in her pajamas, you can you can go check that out. But we're going to touch on that next week, and I promise that I will do a deep dive on Fire Emblem Warriors as well because I just scratched the surface on that DLC. But and, uh, yeah. and while you while you point out there Celica in her underwear pajamas, it's not. Um gender exclusive the guys get skimpy outfits as well so i did yes you're right all the fates characters have it 
and uh, they've added a couple other so, characters. Essentially, everyone but the Awakening characters have it at this point, I believe. Which, funny enough, we'll probably be getting the Awakening characters when that new DLC launches uh, next month. They're aiming for exactly, March. Exactly, exactly. This most recent one gave us the um, Shadow Dragon, the Marth characters, as well as the spare extra characters of Celica, Lynn, and Anna. Yeah. So we'll uh, after that tease, we'll talk about that next week. I'm sure we'll have more time as, uh, you know, Fire Emblem Heroes will not have anything new to talk about next week. It's, it's just I'm saying it right here, sarcastically. But I, I'm so excited that we're able to talk about this game for an hour and not the 20 minutes as, as I originally subscribed. But, Eddie, that's going to do it for this week on Summoner's Call. Any final words for our lovely listeners? No, not really. I will defend Yes, I'm bad at logging off. I know. <laughs> I will defend that because I've never done that before in the four episodes that we've done. And uh, I apologize for, for throwing you under the bus there. But uh, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fee. That's F-E-H. Email the show. We would be happy to answer your questions either in the Discord or via email. Email us faye at gamersinpodcast.com and you can check out the gamers in discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord i should add that in here so i don't sound like a rambling idiot you can follow us on twitter you can find myself at r murphy eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates that's going to do it for this episode of summoner's call have a great week and happy summoning gotta get that lin. Mm-hmm.